Welcome back to Uptime Community, everyone. We are glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 1st, 2022. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. I would like to open up with our usual Uptime panel. And we have with us here, Brother Kevin to the right of me. And then down below is... Brother Bob Hagen, and next to him is Bob Barber. Welcome, hey, everybody. Welcome How's back. How's it going? Oh, man, I'm pumped up tonight, I can tell you that. We were having a good time in chat beforehand, and I think that, uh, I don't know, it's interesting, because, you know, when the world goes to pieces, uh, it feels like we and the body of Christ tend to rise up above that and, and get more, more excited about things. I mean... When you see Bible prophecies and things lining up like they are, and it just goes to show how close our redemption is. And if things were going really well, I'd be like, wow, we got a long time to go, don't we? Well, and when things get like this, you don't, we know that it's getting close. I mean, the, 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 mm-hmm. you know what the state of the union is and the state of the world is right now? It's strong strongly headed directly toward the tribulation without any <laughs> chance of stopping. That's what I see. Exactly. Exactly. The uh, the nation that once policed and kept everything in order is now being relieved of duty. Mm. Right. And uh, and it's done. It's, it's engineered. Okay. It's engineered that way. God is allowing this to happen because there is a set time for this seven year tribulation to take place. And the, the new world order, cannot take over if, if America is in power because America is a current policing nation and they need to be replaced by the policing nation during the tribulation, which is a red dragon nation with China. They need to be in charge now as much as we hate it, as much as we see the transition happening right now. I mean, come on, look what's happened over the last uh, um, two years or a year and a half, you know, Especially when bubbling, bumbling, uh, Mister, uh, you know who doing that State of the Union address? Okay, I mean, let's face it, he doesn't know anything. The guy's just, uh, you know, he's just a puppet. That's all he is. There's a group of people running things behind him that are deliberately dissolving this nation now because it needs to be absorbed into the new world order. We talked about this for a bunch of weeks, about um, and even months about the things that they do don't even make logical sense and they don't make political sense. They don't make any sense whatsoever, except just to further the destruction of, of the fabric of this nation. And and now of course, the fabric of the world. And speaking of new world order, Bob, did you see the, the Ukrainian woman who's a member of their parliament say that we are fighting for the new world order? She's not in here that. That's what yeah. she said. Wow. Greg, you might want to try to check, see if you can pull up that video sometime during this broadcast, because she's the she, she's kind of a famous lady now because she was on a bunch of news channels. She was sporting a gun, which apparently I, somebody was said that it's not a real gun. Like, but the point is, is that she said we are fighting for the new the new world order. And What's this? Who was this again? This is a, uh, a Ukrainian woman. She's a blonde woman, um, and she's a member of the Ukrainian parliament. 
and they're fighting for the new world order. Well, they're fighting for the new world yeah. order. Yeah. Well, Putin hates the new world order. He can't stand them. So this is why the whole world is coming against him now. After after they take care of him, then they're going to come down Israel. I think it puts a little well, he, perspective on the sides at this point, doesn't it? He's no choir, he's no choir boy. This Putin, though. This, there's reports from there. You know, uh, uh, the original thing. You know, that I, one of the things I heard was that the reason he was going to go in there was to get rid of the Kazarian mafia and to uh, you know get these uh, bio weapons. Uh, there's a lot of these these plants in in Ukraine that are making these bio weapons. And he was going to go in there like the Lone Ranger, and he was going to liberate it. But you know, there's been reports that that his uh, that the Russian troops are, are murdering families, and 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 they're just indiscriminately killing people. So you know, Putin's, so I'm wondering as far, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, the guy's just a ruthless killer. Well, we really don't know what the actual story is over there. To yeah, be well, we we got a lot of reports get- from reliable people that that, yeah. that he's not he's not the he's not the knight in shining armor. No, well, look, everybody um, thinks he is there. There's a we don't. Greg's right. And you're right, too, Robert, that there are obviously there's atrocities that, that go on when 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 things like this happen. I mean, it's just inevitable. Um, but I, I don't know if we're getting told. I mean, I know for a fact we're not getting told the the, the full exact story. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's a of lot of propaganda going on from both sides that. Um, and the truth is obviously very difficult to pull out of that. But a lot of things you just said actually parallel the stuff that was happening 20 years ago when the United States was going to liberate uh, people in Iraq and so forth. And there were all kinds of claims of major atrocities that were going on. And probably some of those things were true. But we also know some of those things were not true. And so we went under the guise of freedom, right? And saying that these persons doing this to their own people and blah, blah, blah. Putin's pretty much saying the same kind of thing here. He's saying that there's Nazis in, in Ukraine, right? And that they're, they're, they're hurting their own people and they're hurting people uh, all over. And if they, especially if they, they like Russia, then they go after them and they target them. If that's actually true, obviously that's not good. But I don't think that another country should go in there and try to solve the problem by bombing the heck out of their civilians. That doesn't sound like a good remedy for it. Of course. Um, you got, you got what, what you'd think at that point is like put some pressure, uh, you know, diplomatically on them trying to solve their issues and say, look, this is not just within your country anymore. This is seeped out. We know about this. You guys need to tackle this head on. Mm-hmm. But look at all the different countries that have that kind of issue, too. I mean, you're looking at China and other places like that and uh, human rights violations. I mean, th- they had an Olympics there. I mean, you know, is that punishment? And also no. in regards to these things, too, Robert, you're talking about Russia coming into Ukraine and then we are going to stop them. We are going to sanction them. We're going to do this. Oh, but don't harm the oil and the wine. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. d- don't d- don't put sanctions on the energy no. where it actually would put pressure on them. And let's continue to buy their oil and fund this incursion. Why, why don't we just go ahead and just do that? I mean, that is what we're doing. Instead of actually saying, you know what? We are going to stop all this energy purchasing from outside. 
we are going to become energy independent once again, which we were and was taken away by a couple of strokes of the pen, as you know, Bob. I mean, th those type of things would actually put some pressure and hurt, but that's not what we're doing. And so you've got to ask yourself, is this a manufactured thing, number one, and are they manufacturing it for the outcome that they desire? It's like Bob was saying earlier, you know, this is this this has to happen. You know, this is this is uh, I'm talking to my wife about it. You know, this this is the God, you know, God's allowing this to happen. Uh, it does like what Kev, what you were just saying is why would you, you know, it's like World War Two. There was there were certain um, industries within the United States that were funding both sides of the war, both sure. the Germans and the allies. Yes. And, you know, go ahead and let's 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 give them money and munitions. Yeah. Let's give the Germans and let's give it, you know, so that we can. That's what they're doing. They're making money from both sides. We can make, we can make sides, a profit right? out of these wars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what's going on. So we're going to continue to buy their oil, yet we're going to condemn them for what they're doing. It, it's just. But it's Jesus totally said. Senseless. Yeah. Jesus said, though, that, that that do not be deceived. He said there are going to be wars. There are going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilences. There's going to be earthquakes in various places. But yet this is not yet the end. Do not be troubled, he said. So we are right there. And he said, for these are only the beginning of sorrows. That's right. We are clearly in that time period right now. And we are seeing these things take place. And like I said earlier, if we weren't seeing these things take place, we would have to question of whether or not we're in the end times. But mm -hmm. as these things continue to ramp up, and we're and, and now just this last week, Bob, uh, Putin put nuclear war on the table. I mean, yeah, that is gigantic. I mean, when you're they haven't moved the doomsday clock, but it, but that doomsday clock is kind of worthless anyway if they're not going to move it for that. I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like we're getting closer and closer to like total destruction, um, which it says that when, um, you know, when they say peace and safety, that's when sudden destruction comes upon them. So you've got to think that this is this is leading right toward that. And God is absolutely in control, like you said, Robert. Speaking of end times, dreams and visions, it's a kind of a good good segue into what uh, what our friend Doc Barber does. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, those. Um, You've, you've probably seen the videos of those with what are called vacuum bombs that they've been dropping. And uh, the vacuum bomb is a, a, um, it's a bomb that, that leaves a similar uh, halo as a, a nuke. It's a mushroom-type cloud. And there's actually been some reports that maybe some smaller nukes have even been used. But I'm not sure about that. But these uh, vacuum mm -hmm. bombs, they it's... It, what they do, it's all the, all the oxygen when they're dropped is just sucked out of whatever area it hits. And I mean, if there's people there, they're just immediately they're gone. I mean, it, you know, yeah. uh, incinerated it's, from it. It's crazy. So absolutely really, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I did a video. I had to do that video. The Lord led me to make that video about the, uh, all the nuclear war dreams and stuff like that. And of course a rapture always coincides with a rapture with a nuclear attack. I've seen it a ton of times on my channel. This are just some of the ones I made animations for. I've talked about this hundreds and hundreds of times from su subscribers that sent them to me 
And I just shared, I just, I did, uh, I just talked about them on my channel. I didn't make an animation for it, but, um, yeah, you know, that's getting, it's getting real out there. Like you're saying, Kevin, because now this nuclear narrative is being thrown around real loosely now. So it's yeah. ready for something. And here's the thing about two Putin, and this is the scary part. Well, not for us, but something to think about, um, Putin, he only has about two weeks because you have to keep in mind about the Russian oligarchs. These are basically the Russian elite, the really filthy, rich elite, and some of the richest in the world that are in Russia. And they control everything. And ba- pretty much they keep him on a leash. You know, Putin's not some dictatorial, you know, dictator like everybody thinks he is. The Russian oligarchs control him. Yeah. And basically, um, these Russian oligarchs are not going to allow a whole lot of interference with their profits if they see if they see uh, bad things coming down the road, if they don't see a return on investment for what Putin's doing, they're going to pull the leash on. I mean, they're going to pull the plug on him. They're going to remove him from power. And this turns into a quagmire. He's done. And uh, here's the other thing too, is, um, you know, Putin made, Putin has made them a lot of money in the uh, energy sector. I know a lot of them are tapped into it. And right now he's destroying the Russian economy right now. In fact, Right now, they're using up a ton of their energy in Ukraine, so right. it's 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 destroying the Russian economy. And now you got the Russian people turning against Putin, and now they're making a run on the banks. Guess who owns the banks? The Russian oligarchs. Sure. So now the Russian oligarchs are really getting uh, to the point now that you know what is either you get this done quickly or you're done. So now Putin is ex- is he's backed against the wall. You back a dog into the corner, she's going to bite. Okay, and basically, this can pretty much, uh, you know, I could see Putin being the first one to launch a nuclear strike against America, because this is his chance. If he doesn't make it, he's gone. Because he, I think he's going to go to the oligarchs and say, "Hey, look, if I can get these other surrounding countries that surround us and take them out and do a peace treaty and stuff like that, now we got a nice bumper zone. Okay, we can bumper ourselves, and then we can have this whole." Uh, oil line going into Europe and you guys have control of it and it'll be good for everybody. Okay. I think that's what he's going to argue with them. But the thing is, once again, he has to get it done quickly. He has to project himself quickly. And unfortunately, you know, his army, he can't really do that that well projecting his army. The only way he could really project himself efficiently is with nuclear weapons. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the messed up part. And of course this all could have been avoided. Like we're talking about, if our stupid president went down to just did a stroke of the pen and just allows us to have our Keystone Pipeline and had our own oil, oil energy efficient, energy sufficient country, could have all been avoided. I'm not going to disagree with you. However, I'm going to channel my inner Robert Hagen, and I'm going to and I'm going to say what Robert said earlier, and that is the Lord is 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 directing this. So you got to have in your words, a stupid president in order to actually have this thing come about because without strength, then someone's got to fill the gap. And they usually fill the gap with power, war, warmongering, bad stuff. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what has got to take place here as we get closer and closer. So, I mean, I, I guess what we can do is we could say, thank you, Lord, for, for you know, putting the right pieces together as of course he does perfectly and and shows everybody that we are on the path toward 
uh, toward rapture resurrection and it's getting closer every day. You know, one other thing too about these, about these nukes, okay, is that you've got people in high places in, in control of many different areas and also former like NATO commanders who are actually saying and kind of talking about a hot war, a hot nuclear war would be a good thing. These people are normally pretty reserved in this and that, but you've got people from not, not only, you know, Republicans or Democrats, but you have a couple, a few Republicans as well that are kind of pushing this. And you have other people around the world in Europe kind of pushing this too. So you, the loose talk that you're, that you were saying, Bob, is absolutely happening right now. And you just have Belarus deciding to take the nuclear weapons from Russia and have them be in their country. Okay. That's a big deal. Oh, I mean, man. now you're talking about actually multiple countries that are coming together in order to, to, to go to war. And so now we're starting to see like some kind of axis being built up. And then we're also seeing other countries like Brazil and Mexico saying, we're going to sit this one out. We're going to play it neutral for now. And we're going to see how this out, what the outcome of this is, because I don't think they think there's a winner that's been determined yet. Mm -mm. Well, the winner is going to be the ruling class elite that have sold themselves out to Lucifer. Those are the ones that are going to win for now, because let's face it, you know, war doesn't work good for anybody. Because a lot of people are going to die. They need to depopulate the earth. You know, so it's no surprise. We see what's coming right now. Down 2024, we're supposed to be, what, down to nine, 90% depopulation by 2024. So I think a nuclear war will probably do the trick. Would you say, Greg? Well, I would have to disagree that it doesn't work for everyone, actually. It does work for those people with deep pockets. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's not forget... Uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, the, pretty much the, uh, the, the arm, the backbone of the Federal Reserve is the military industrial complex. Sure. Okay, let's not forget about that. Wow. So uh, a lot of money is actually going to be made during this. It's going to be a lot of cash flow. Uh, there's going to be yeah. tremendous inflation. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, it, it's going to be something that's going to line, you know, pockets of many people in the corporate space. Uh, it's going to give the Federal Reserve even more of an excuse to print, 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 inflate, 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 uh, and just bring this economy down even more so. So they will have the reins, you know, they will be the puppeteers in all of this because the central banks really make out well in in all of this. So we can't, can't forget about that part of it. And we don't like bringing it down to the almighty dollar, but you know what? It does come down to that mm -hmm. at times. You know, so, um, this uh, Serbian, you know, just a sum of what you said there, Greg, I saw this posted here. It's a Serbian saying, saying it says in the war, in the war of politicians, in a war, the politicians give ammunition, the rich give the food and the poor give their children when the war is over the politicians get back the leftover ammunition the rich grow more food and the poor search for the grays for their children yeah. that's pretty much how it works out 
Yeah. So it's it's really it's really sad when it comes down to people getting hurt, people getting killed for something that is really pointless. And that's really, really awful. I've been praying all week. Uh, I've been really feeling really sick to my stomach seeing these these pictures and videos out of Ukraine. Because this Mm -hmm. is senseless, these senseless acts. And you have to remember, this is all multifaceted, folks. This isn't any one thing. We look at these leaders and we look at the, the media and obviously they're putting out their, their whole thing, you know, down with Putin, right? This evil, evil man. Okay. So we don't go into the fact of Ukraine. We don't go into the fact of their president. Um, we don't go into his background at all. Okay. None of these lead, leaders are angels. Okay. But the, the point is, where is it all going? Obviously, it's part of this this one world government, this whole collective area uh, that's multifaceted in this area of um, the central banks, uh, you know, coming down to the almighty dollar and an agenda that personally they want to see happen. But I think what we need to realize is God, God is always in control and he's seeing in this, this stuff and there he's seeing what the plans are. He knows what the plans are. He knows their plans. He sits there and laughs. This is, you know, it says in scripture, he laughs because he knows eventually their day is coming. All of this stuff yeah. is going to disappear at some point. Thank God. All of us here know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's the big, that's the biggest thing, you know, that's, that's why, <clears throat> that's why we come on here. You know, we're not, we're not coming on here to, um, like I said before, many times to build some big mega ministry, we're, we're coming on here to let people know that they, there is a hope. Uh, I was talking to an old friend of mine in South Carolina today. I haven't talked to him in a while. And um, he lived up in New Jersey for a lot of years. And when all that stuff came down, uh, him, he moved his family to South Carolina. But, you know, it's not necessarily moving away from the uh, problem areas it solves things but you know we're, we're on here to let you know that um there is an answer um, jesus christ and oh here we go you know here's here's the the four religious guys are going to start talking about jesus christ yes we are <laughs> that's what we're going to do because that's why we're here we all have stories we all realize that if it wasn't for the lord jesus christ i know i wouldn't be here there's no way i would still be around and uh, it's good to be back with you guys. I've had some stuff going on the last couple of weeks, and but I'm glad to be back. At, you know, physically I'm here. You know, I'm I'm trying to do uh, the things I'm trying to say. I'm trying to ha- have them be profitable tonight. Um, but I know one thing that uh, God loves you. The Lord Jesus Christ came and gave His life for you. He laid it down. So if you're tuning in and you're saying there's no hope, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna off myself because the world is such a is such a mess. It is a mess. It's 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 like it's been thrown into a into a um, high spin cycle on a uh, washing machine with all the confusion, all the darkness, all the the worst stuff that you can imagine. Things that we can't even imagine how bad they are. Like like Greg was saying, it makes you sick to think of what all the, all is going on but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and uh the lord jesus christ is going to be coming back 
and uh, he's given us all a reason to um, live. You know, we've all we've all gone through things. All four of us have gone through things, but we're still here. Um, you know, Bob's gone through a lot of things, and I, like I said a, a few weeks ago, I, I believe that you know not to not to put him up on a pedestal, but I really believe that through all the all the things that uh, our old buddy Doc went through, the Lord, um, if you will, put more of a fire within his heart, if that's possible. I mean, he's always on fire, but mm-hmm. he put he put more of a fire within you, and um, it's contagious. Because when you see that, people can't help but listen. And when you start listening to that, your understanding becomes enlightened. And when your understanding becomes enlightened, you say, hey, that really makes sense. I'm going to check that out. And that's all we want is for people to take time to give Jesus Christ a chance. If I had a bumper sticker, I'd say, no, really. And if you do, you won't be disappointed. But you have mm. to you have to be the one to decide to give him a chance. He's right there. You know, that's probably about as much as I'm going to say tonight. But I think that's, you know, Kevin and Bob and Greg, that's don't you think that's the truth? It's it's vital right now that people make a decision and make the right decision and not put things off. Kevin, we put you can put things off for, oh, we'll, we'll just party and then next week we'll become Christian. Mm. You, you're not guar- you're not guaranteed next week. Mm-mm-mm. You know. Let me. Uh, I want to bring. Well, I want to bring up Second uh, Peter three verse th- three, starting at three. Greg, actually, if, if you can bring up even more so afterwards, sure. yep. um, that, that'd be good. I want to start at three because this 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 is talking about um, you know what what we're going through right now because uh, when we do share these things, Robert, we do get people that. And, and as, as a moderator on, on Bob's channel, and if you want to talk about something on fire, that would be Bob's latest video. Um, it's on fire. There's a lot of people commenting about it um, with a lot of strong opinions. Mm. And um, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Um, can you go on to verse four? Let's just go keep keep going um, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to the repent to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth and also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. 
seeing that then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth, dwelleth righteousness. We can stop there. But I think that covers a lot of the things that you were just talking about, Robert, and that, and that is you, you are not promised tomorrow. You, you are these people who are scoffers and mockers. This is going to these things that are going to come to pass here are going to come to pass like a thief. They are going to catch them unaware. And yet we who are here and we who are in the body of Christ, we are looking for a new destination. We are not looking for our destination to be here forever. We are not looking to reside here forever. This is a temporary home for us and that we're looking toward a new heaven and a new earth ultimately. So for those who say that there is no rapture, that there is not going to be any resurrection, that day is going to come upon them and it's going to take them unaware and they're going to be thrust immediately into the greatest time of deception and trouble that this world has ever seen. And you think that they're prepared for that? I mean, look at the world right now. Some some little minor calamity happens, and it's just, I'm not talking about this incursion. I'm talking about other little things that occur, and things get blown out of proportion. So great. I mean, we're talking about, I'm just going to mention, we're talking about, in some respects, a pestilence that is not very deadly, yet shut down the entire world economy and is, and is, caused havoc with supply lines, with inflation, with no goods on the shelves. Think of what's going to happen during the tribulation. I mean, this is a this is something there's a manufactured issue that was manufactured probably from the very get-go in terms of the actual virus itself. And we can say that now. We didn't used to be able to say that, but we can say it's probably mm-hmm. created in a lab, and then the crisis afterwards was manufactured to even make things worse by putting people in their nursing homes, by closing things down, by putting masks on people that don't necessarily need to wear masks and actually harm them and so forth, like children, for example. I mean, you're talking about manufacturer after manufacturing making things worse. What's going to happen in the tribulation to those people who are scoffers and mockers? They're going to be taken unaware they're going to be going through that period of time. And a lot of those people believe the lies that they're being told and fed through the propaganda of these oligarchs and these, and these, uh, these, ho- these whoremongers basically mm-hmm. that, that just love the money. And that is the root of all evil is the love mm-hmm. of the money. And Greg, you're absolutely right. It's, it's the root cause of it. The, the love of money. And then, and, and, and these, and you know that there were a lot of people that continued to make a lot of money out of these manufactured crises, Bob. Yeah, they are like, like I said, those are the guys that go into the big Super Bowl football game, and you know they don't they breathe. Stop at, they stop at the gift shop. Said, "This is where I'm going to stay. This is good as it gets." You right. know, the rest of us are going to the game. And basically, what I mean by that is, you know, they 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 sold their lives here to the devil here on earth in the natural life. They totally forsake, forsook him, eternal life, Jesus Christ. Okay. 
they they pretty much you know they they sold themselves off here on the launch pad okay we haven't even left the earth yet mm. so yeah basically what jesus said about people like this is they they have their reward okay they, they this just as good as it's going to get for them and it's only for a short period of time you know life's just like vapor the book of james says just like vapor okay yep. so they will have their part in the lake of fire you know what a horrible horrible thing to think about you know when they're in that lake of fire burning up they're they will have full knowledge of first of all when they're living on earth why they're like why did i spend my life doing all that stuff and now not only did i miss out on the incredible eternal life with jesus christ on top of that i have to suffer here for eternity yeah okay you know that's just insane so when you look at these guys you know that caused me to go from being really angry to start praying for them because you know the lord's like bob you know if they're you know i was like lord if they're human beings i'm going to pray for them i'm sure uh bob would appreciate this you know you pray for your enemies you know and it's just like me being a father you know i love it when my sons get along i just love it but when they are at odds i hate it yeah you know and here we are down here right now we're true children of god we've been born again to heaven but, you know, there are many people down here that are not born again yet, and they're bad, you know. And I'm, God wants us to pray for them because this is the, this is their only chance. And a lot of deception is, is coming here now, and these people need to be waking up. And I have a feeling that there are going to be people, they're going to miss the rapture, but there are going to be some down and dirty people that we hate right now that God is going to use them as a saw to Paul during the tribulation like some of these um for some reason i'm thinking of like some of these uh, democrats at the you know the capitol building like uh aoc something like that somebody that everybody hates then god's just gonna knock them off their horse and all of a sudden they're gonna turn and those people they're gonna be like you know how remember how the christians were and they saw saul coming and he's preaching the gospel now yeah that's gonna get their attention yeah you know, so well, remember at first, at first they were like, hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, this guy's a killer. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, you know, could you could see that? Like, what if the, you know, what if AOC went to CPAC, <laughs> for example? I mean, what would happen there? It'd be like, hold on a second here. Wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's a, uh, Kim Clement did a uh, pro- set of prophecy before he died. And one of the prophecy was an Esther. And we don't we haven't seen her yet, but basically the prophecy mm. was that everybody hated her, but now mm. they say we love her. And I have not seen that happen yet. So if, will it happen? I don't know. But it's just interesting. I think there will be a lot of Saul to Paul moments that are going to be done with some of these people that are known, you know. And maybe some people that are not known. Maybe some of these elite get saved, and all of a sudden they can turn around and expose everything, the entire operation. Maybe it's you know? Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that our new brother in Christ? Or is yeah. Well, oh, wait. Yeah, uh, yeah he, 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 remember, remember we saw it. He, he, he accepted Christ. Whether or not he did at that, at that moment, we don't know, but um, that would be something um, if, he, uh, if he came out and said that. But I think this all leads back to what Robert was t- talking about earlier, which is, look, you, we don't have a lot of time left. Peter's talking about these things that we're seeing right now taking place. And Paul as well talked about a lot of these things. Jesus himself talked about a lot of these things. These things are, 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 are 
happening and starting to really line up for the end. So for those who are mocking and scoffing, one of the one things that that one key word that was in that passage I read was willfully. These people were willfully being deceived. These people are willfully deceiving others. They're willfully being ignorant, which is in that passage, willfully ignorant of what's going on. And it's up to us because, look, we four, we're not deceived. Why is that? It just so happens that that, we're, that it's, it's, is it a coincidence or does it happen that, that all four of us have the exact same spirit within us? And that's the reason why we're not deceived, not because we're super smart and we're geniuses over everybody else or that we watch everything and we're able to discern better than everybody else based on our own power. No, we actually are connected as the body of Christ and are not being deceived corporately through the Holy Spirit. And it is up to us to make sure that we get that word out. And that when somebody asks you why you have hope, that you're ready to have a word for them. And Robert Hagen's word for them is give Jesus a chance. Look at my right. bumper sticker, right? Yeah. So, you know, what? It's, the word says, what profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Yeah. So yeah. You, you might be the richest guy in the entire world and have just, and just be dead spiritually. Mm. And, and just... You know, like you think about the you think about people. Unfortunately, they're homeless. That are are genuinely homeless people that that have had just a bunch of bad things happen to them. Not not the ones that are doing it. The professional homeless people, I call them. Mm-hmm. And then and then you you uh, you know they've been given a chance. Someone shows them some kindness, and and they get back on their feet and they become dynamic ministers. You know, they go out there and they they turn and they help the they help people, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but to have something that really is going to help people, we need to, we need to go back to the, to the um, author of life. Mm. I mean, let's just, just think about it for a second. You know, the ancient of days, (laughs) when it, when you, when you really wrap your mind around it, that, that, um, Jesus came that we might have life. You could stop right there, but not just life, but life more abundantly. Mm. And he never said that there was going to be a life with no problems. I, I've never seen that in the word. In fact, it says that there's going to be tribulations. There's going to be right. uh, different things come up. Yeah. There's going to be challenges. Uh, you're going to get sick. You're going to, you're going to feel like maybe you're not going to make it, but then you come out on the other side stronger if you ever watch a prize fight, the guys that are still around in the 10th and 11th round, all of a sudden they get this second wind. I've seen some pretty good prize fights over the years. And that those guys, that they come out for the 11th round, and the other guys, he can hardly move. And this guy comes out, and he looks like he's just he just started fighting because he found that he found that reason. He says, I want to finish this, you know. And well, I just what would you rather have, that. Robert? Would you rather have the whole world – and be deceived, and 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 basically lose your soul, and, and we and knowing that this world's going to perish, what what are you storing it up for? Yeah. Or would you rather have the abundance of not being deceived, 
And because a lot of people, when you think of abundance, they think of material goods and wealth. But when you when you consider abundance of knowledge and discernment, which one would you take over the other? I'd take the knowledge and discernment because every day you and I and others on this channel and the, 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 the people who watch these broadcasts, we see what's going on and we look at the people who maybe have a lot more than us in terms of material wealth, but they don't have the discernment. And like Bob, you said earlier, it, you, you, you look at them and go, wow, that's, you know, your, your, you know, what your destination is right now. It is ultimately the lake of fire. And what good is that going to get you to have all this stuff right now and, and buy into all these deceitful lies that it's going on. I would rather have the abundance of the discernment of the Holy spirit myself. It scares mm-hmm. us, you know, because we understand what that means, but these people, I remember, I kind of go back to when I was lost. It didn't really add up to me. I didn't know what mm-hmm. it meant, you know, and it didn't scare me because there was no fear of God. There was no fear of judgment. I mean, we can say this to about these people and say, Oh, well, you know, would you rather this or this? But, you know, I've seen these people and they're just so convinced and stuck in their own world, their own head, that they're they're just convinced that they're going to be partying in hell. <laughs> but the Bible says that they have no excuse. That's right. That they have no excuse and, uh, and that they've denied the, the creator of the of the of the world and of the universe and that they have no excuse because mm-hmm. all you have to do is take a little look. And you notice the people that are, um, you know, uh, either agnostic or they're atheist, and they actually dig in to try to prove while they're right. Have you noticed how many of them, if not almost all of them, actually turn around and say, hold on a second here, and they become believers? Because there is no excuse, because when you dig into it, there are things that you cannot explain except to say there was a designer, that there is a creator, that there is good and that there is evil, and that they're on that same tree and that God is holy and that there is a, there is a difference between um, eating from the tree of life and eating from the tree of good and evil. And they, they dig into it even more so and they go, wow, you know what? There is a God. So, if the people are going to be willfully ignorant, like what Peter's talking about here, there, there is no excuse for that. And I understand what you're saying, Greg, because it's like if we say you have a, there's a choice and they're saying, well, I only see one side of that coin. I don't see the other side. There is no choice. It's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But isn't that hubris? Isn't that just arrogance that, oh, did you create? Orion, did you create the Pleiades? I don't think so. No, yeah. you weren't around when that happened. How do you know what's going to happen after you die yeah. 100% and say there's nothing that's going to happen after you die? Number one, you're wrong. But number yeah. two, how are you so sure? Were you there when everything was created and you know the outcome of it? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you really hit it earlier, Kev, when you were saying, uh, you know, you were talking about prayer and you know the importance of it. Um, not not all of our uh, families are together 
as far as, uh, you know, I have one son that I haven't talked to in, in over four years. And uh, so I, I, I'm concerned about his eternal life. I remember when he was real young, we, we dedicated him to the Lord. And that was not a, a flippant thing. And I still believe that at some point in time, something's going to happen to throw that switch back on with him. But what keeps me going with that is to, to be able to pray for him every day. It's, it's an important thing. You know, it says in Ephesians chapter 2, when we were dead in trespasses and sins, and we walked according to the course of this world, you know, God, who is rich in his mercy, saved us. I mean, we're, we're dealing with people. We're taking people from, by the message of the word, from death to life. You're basically raising people from the dead. So someone comes up and says, I've never seen anybody raised from the dead. There's four of them right here. Mm. I, hate, I hate to be so graphic, but it's the truth. Yeah. You know, dead, you've heard that dead man walking. I think it was in, in uh, the Green Mile. Dead man walking. Uh, when, they, when, they, when they walked him in to the um, death row. But when you think about it, uh, all of us at one point had that, like, like Greg was saying there earlier, you know, we didn't have a fear of this stuff. Ah, you know, what's the big deal? When I was doing all that stuff back in the day, I didn't, I, I wasn't given it second thought what I was doing to harming myself or any of that stuff. But then at some point you start to maybe have a little bit of a God hunger and you're wondering if there's maybe a little bit something more that you're missing. And then you start getting into it and then you think, well, you know, I'm going to become a, this religious fanatic, but you know, um, you start I don't like seeing, religious. No, I don't no, like I don't, religion. I don't like the word. I don't like the word religious when it, when it comes to Christianity anyway, because it's a relationship, the father with his son, with his children. But when you get to the point where you really see that it, you know, no matter what's going on, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are right now wondering about this and why I'm rambling on. I'm just a rambler tonight, but it, which was a good car in the day, incidentally, a rambler. But, mm -hmm. but um, it's really... It's worth your time to take a look into the book. Yeah. You know, really. And, and you start to read it and it's fascinating for one thing. And then you get to know this Jesus Christ. And it's when you get, when you get to know what you get to know him, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fall in love with him. You're going to realize what he's, what he did and what he's continuing to do for you. You know, he didn't, he, he's not at the right hand of the father playing cards. He, he's making intercession. Intercession. And it's a good thing that he is, you guys. Really. It's a good thing he makes intercession for us. Yeah. We don't, you know, you look at the world, you go, oh, he's, where is God? How can, how can he allow these things? He's still making intercession. It does, there's no, he didn't say and he's seated at the right hand of the father making intercession until until uh november of 2023 no there's no time on that is it's something that is a, a and it's it's an action that's continuing you know and that's why when we pray we we can have the confidence that he hears us 
you know, he's not he's not too busy for a little prayer or a, a small need or a big need, you know. Like when Bob was sick, it was a big need. It was a real big need, but we were still mm-hmm. praying. If it had been if it had been a small need, we still would have been praying. I mean, we don't, you know. I think we need to realize that the Father loves to hear from us, right, Bob? I mean, he mm-hmm. he he doesn't. He's oh, you know, these guys never pray to me. What's wrong with him? He loves to hear from us. Mm. I mean, it's just it's like you know when you talk to your your sons. You know, and they want to, hey, Dad, I'd like to, you know, talk to you about something. Well, man, I'm too busy. Yeah, come on now. When are you mm-hmm. too busy for your boys, you know? Right. And Greg's never too busy for his boys. Well, sometimes he may be too busy with other things going on. And he'd say, you know, i got to do this right now. But knowing Greg like I do, I don't. I doubt that there's a time when they come to him and he says, you know, you know, leave me alone. Don't bother me, kids. You know, But that's why we have a heavenly father. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah and if you're not a child of God, you're going to hell. Plain simple, you know. Telling it and, like it is, but yeah, well, none of your works are going to get you into heaven. True. Okay, if you're not born again yeah. of heaven, if you're not born again of God, you're going to hell. Plain simple. Okay, right now, if you want to become born again of God, you have to have faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ. And you are saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 4, I mean, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And, of course, the gospel of grace, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, you know. So, yeah, I am pretty much, um, I'm, I'm drawing a line there. If you're not born again, I mean, you're, we're talking about children, okay? How do you become a child of God? You have to receive his Holy Spirit, right, Kevin? Your spirit has to be regenerated. And if you go to Colossians two thirteen, it says, are you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh? Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you of all trespasses? So right here is, hath he quickened together with him? Okay, right here. What's that? That was when you received the Holy Spirit, when you were born again and you were sealed into the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. That's when you became a child of God. That's when you become his son. That's when you become his daughter. Okay. And my sons, they will always be my sons, no matter what. They can move around the world. They can change their sex, change the name, everything. doesn't matter. They will always be my son, no matter what. That can never be undone. Just like here, I'm showing you right now. Once you're born again of heaven, the Holy Spirit, that can never be undone. You will always be a child of God. Now, you can be a disobedient child. But needless to say, you'll always be a child of God. You can never lose your salvation. And that's where a lot of people get it wrong. You know, everybody's trying to, you know, base their works for salvation, trying to please God with all their works. You know, I know a lot of people in this world that try to please me with their works, but I'll never treat them like my own son. You know what I'm saying? I won't welcome them into the house and do everything for them and provide for them because they're not my son. I do not know them. Like my son. And this is what Jesus says to them. I do not know you, but did we do all these mighty works in your name? Did we prophesy in your name? Yes, you did a whole bunch of works for me, just like the people out there to do works for me, but you're still not my son. You're still not my daughter. Depart from me. Okay? 
So it's plain and simple. Unless you are a son or daughter of God, born again from the Holy Spirit, you're going to hell. Period. Well, that's pretty blunt, but that's true. I mean, there is only... um, (laughs) Well, in terms of that, there's only two destinations to eternal life or to eternal death. Within eternal life, there's different things there. But, I mean, but the key, though, is, like you said, um, your spirit changes you have a, you have a renewing of your spirit um you got you're basically baptized in the spirit um and then you because you, you've realized that your works are not going to to amount for much um when taken as a whole uh and in regards to also just like any sin that you've committed the punishment of sin is death and that's not death in terms of um, your physical body, but it's talking about a second death. It's talking about a, a spiritual death forever. Um, and the only remedy for that is some type of, of redemption from that. And you cannot redeem yourself. There's nothing that a person can do in order to achieve that. So right here, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So it's not about being in a religion. It's not about doing religious ceremonies. It's not about doing any of those things about salvation. Salvation is a gift. Eternal life equals salvation. That is a gift of God and how do you achieve it? Do you achieve it through doing good works? Do you achieve it by being um, by being religious? No. You achieve it by having faith and belief in Jesus Christ, our Lord, that he did the work for us, that there's nothing that we could do in terms of work, that he did the work, and it was one time, and it was on the cross when he shed his blood, for the entire sins of the entire world, for those who believe on him for that. That is your entrance into salvation. And that is a free gift because you did not do anything to have Jesus go on the cross and die and shed his blood. You did nothing. You weren't there. <laughs> you didn't make him do it. You didn't force him into it. He didn't need to be forced into it. Because that was the will of his father and Jesus was perfect and he did the will of his father. And that's the reason why we actually have the ability to have eternal life. Because he overcame sin, he overcame death, was pure, died innocently. The only man who ever did so in the history of mankind, God requires a blood sacrifice to atone for sins. And Jesus did that a long time ago. And The easiest part is all you have to do is accept that. You don't have to do anything else in order to be saved. If you want to go to the next level and start talking about rewards and kingdom and all kinds of neat stuff and good stuff, then yeah, then you can start doing really good works. Like, for example, one of those things is spreading the gospel to people. That's one. You can do it multiple ways. You can talk to people. You can also um, give them Bibles. You can donate to Feed My Sheep Today. And I'm telling you, uh, it, this, I'm, I'm necessarily, I, this is not like an advertisement per se, but I can tell you that if you do want to reach people, 
then Feed My Sheep Today actually is a great way, a great vehicle in order to do so because I like what you said, Bob, in one of your videos. You're like, we're not just sitting around with this money uh, like earning interest in the bank. We are putting this money out as quickly as we possibly can get it in order to buy Bibles, in order to actually purchase food and things like that, in order to get it into the hands of people around the world who are looking for the word. There are thirsty people out there and not necessarily thirsty for, for H2O. They're thirsty for the word. And, and when they, and when they get the word in their hands, oh my goodness, they're, they're, the smiles on their faces. You, I mean, the, the relief that you have that you know that you are saved and that no matter what happens to you here in the body, that you're saved forever and, and you're going to be resurrected one day. I mean, it just, it makes the cares of this world disappear very quickly. You know, um, that's a great point right there. Um, You know, like I said, you need to be born again of heaven. But, you know, what's incredible about the uh, the gospel of grace, the moment you believe, like, you know, if I die, I don't trust my work. I trust the work that Jesus completed at the cross for my salvation. I trust that when I die, that work will kick in and my spirit will be delivered to heaven. I trust it. Kick in. That's a good way. I do not. I'm not going to add any of my work to it at all. There's nothing I need to do. No prayer I need to say in my heart. I know I have complete faith in that because I know my work stinks. Of course, the book of Isaiah <laughs> says my work is like filthy rags. Yep. And that's, you know, that was, their, that was their works back then. Can you imagine what our yeah. works are today? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I trust the works of Jesus Christ. I trust, I trust the works of God mm-hmm. the Father, what they did. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that works. That is, I trust it. Full faith in it, yeah. completely. Hey, uh, well, sir. Greg, yeah. can can we look at those verses in Hebrews that you put up just now? You have to, Bob. Sure. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, sure. what? Otherwise, you're gonna. I mean, are you gonna rely on something that you did, Bob, in order to get there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to. I'd like to. Re- I'd like no to way. read. I'd like to read these verses in Hebrews. I was just thinking about that as you guys were talking. Wherefore, seeing about. Seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, one of the authors and finishers. No, it doesn't say one of the authors and finishers. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin and ye have forsaken the exhortation uh, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son despise not thou the chastening of the Lord nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Uh, it was a joy for Jesus Christ to do what he did, even though it was a contradiction against him because he had never sinned. And he is the author and finisher of our faith. What did he say on the cross? It is finished. He didn't say it is partially finished or 
there's a lot more that needs to be done. I'm going to see if I can find Buddha and Muhammad to help me. He never said that. And that's a, that's such an important thing as a, like what all the guys have been talking about tonight. And there's no name named under heaven, Acts 4.12, whereby we must be saved. So either that's, it, it boils down to this, Kev. Either this is true or it's not. If this is true, we have everything to have confidence in this. Like Bob just said, it's not in the works that we've done. It's in the completed works that he did. Amen. That, that takes the pressure off of us. Oh, because yeah. if, if I have to figure out how I'm going to ever be good enough to get there, I may as well just forget this. Yeah. It's over. But if I look at what Jesus Christ accomplished, which is written in his word, and he will do incredible things in your life if you just allow him to, you know. Um, give him a chance. You know, it's like that kid that plays on the basketball team that's, that, you know, they never put in the game. And then finally the, they foul three guys out and they've got to put him in. They find out he's a star, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, there's so, there, there's so much we have. And, and um, I also want to second what, what Kevin just said about uh, feed my cheek. Um, you know, what, what Bob is doing and, and, and getting Bibles after folks and teaching people the word. And, you know, it, it just, it's so important. And when you see the people, uh, when they see the word of God, they'll wait for hours for it. And when you see them, you see the joy in their hearts. You know, we're, we're so spoiled in America. It's ridiculous. We're, we, we're complacent because we have so much stuff that's readily available to us. But people in other countries don't have that. And when all of a sudden they do have it, it's just, I'm sure there's stories you could tell, Bob. It's pretty amazing stuff. Oh, yeah, they come from miles. You know, sometimes we have to uh, make an announcement a month in advance. So that way we can set a date. So that way when we're there, people walk for two or three days to get to that location where we're going to show up at, where we're going to have all the aid and we're going to be doing the preaching, the free Bibles, you know? Yeah. You know, that's where it helps for people who give on a monthly basis, because that way we can plan ahead, get the stuff, you know, order it, you know, because of COVID now we have to wait, <laughs> you know? So, it's, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is, but it's working. It's working. And I tell you what, everybody, um, right now, we're reaching nooks and crannies of areas of believers that people just wrote off. They forgot about them because, you know, you go to these, these uh, like any of those nations, the third world nations, they have big cities and all this stuff like that where you can have gatherings. And there are people in there, people in there doing stuff. But, you know, those who can't make it to those cities don't have access to the cities. Nobody's doing anything for them. You know, I that's where we come from. Bob, you know, I think some people, and I want to just chime in on that. I think some yeah. people don't really understand that, like, people are reaching out to you in these nooks and crannies every week. Like, mm -hmm. three to five to ten different uh, groups of people are reaching out all the time to you and saying, hey, we've got 200 believers here. We've got mm -hmm. 250 people here that want Bibles. 
we've got, you know, 300 people and these are different groups and people, we, I don't think a lot of people realize how many thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are actually coming to the Lord like every month. It's amazing. Yeah. I would say definitely, uh, definitely over a million, probably a million salvations since we started easily. That's amazing. You know, I, I may be, it may be less, I don't know, but it has to be in that ballpark because it has, it has to be because, you know, we've been up, we've been doing this for 10 years now, you know. That's like so, Billy Graham crusade numbers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be incredible. I mean, you're talking about, but see, that that's the point though, is that we're reaching out to people. Um, who are reaching out for the Lord and we are helping them connect and, and get more knowledge about the Lord and become, you know, very important body uh, members of the body of Christ. And those people are teaching and they're talking to other people and it's spreading like wildfire, which is exactly what, what we are commanded to do. We're, we're told we got to spread the gospel. We, we, I mean, especially in these last times, we need we need to let people know, and you know, Greg. I think that although maybe it goes on deaf ears to begin with, and that people are like, I don't know about that. I don't see the other side of the coin. One day, they stick around long enough, they are going to see the other side of the coin. Yeah, I mean, Bob talks a lot about the rapture being a public event, and that mm-hmm. one day this world is going to change. Right. And it's going to change gigantically. And those people that have that nugget, that seed that we've kind of, you know, thrown in there, uh, they're going to think twice about things after that. And they're going to they're going to consider the things that they've heard. And I think that's all we really can do at this point. We can't force anybody to to accept Jesus. But what we can do is we can plant a seed there and we can uh, and we can let them know how, how they can water it. <laughs> And then maybe one day they'll bring out the watering can and they'll say, it's time for me to water it. And, and that's all we can hope and pray for at this point. But if you don't plant the seed to begin with, it's never going to grow. Right. You know, every spirit right now on earth, every human spirit that has been quickened by Jesus Christ's Holy Spirit and has been sealed by the Holy Spirit, every one of those spirits will be removed at the rapture resurrection. Because there's a promise for each one of those spirits, and that is a glorified body. Okay, so if you're watching right now and you believe in Jesus' finished works at the cross for your salvation, you are one of those spirits who has been born again and sealed. So every single spirit on the face of the planet will be removed and at the rapture resurrection. And, of course, all those who have died gone on before us, they will, they will return and be reunited with the body, and their body will be glorified. And uh, speaking of glorified bodies, you know, somebody asked me if I was going to talk about that video I posted this past week about, you know, what's happening right now around the world, what's been happening. And basically um, the whole issue with Planet X. Now, and people have different feelings about it. Some people don't believe in it at all. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, I talked about in the video where Stephen Bendenoon, he has contacts at the Pentagon who are scientists studying the Mayan documents that were not made to the public. And these Mayan documents clearly lay, clearly lay out a spiritual war that took place thousands of years ago 
No one knows exactly when it was, but be it as it may, there was a war that took place, and it was a reptilian-type invasion that came from Planet X. Now, long story short, uh, what happened at the time of our Lord's walk here on the Earth? There was an invasion of spirits, okay? You know, if you go to the you go into KJV Bible and you look up the word possessed, 39 times the word possessed is used. But out of the 39 times, only 14 was referring to a devil's possession of an unclean spirit. And, you know, every time it was mentioned, during the four Gospels and once in the book of Acts, okay? So what was going on back then? Why all of a sudden the Bible started covering all these demonic possessions for? What was going on? What happened to the world? Well, there was an outbreak of, of demonic possessions taking place all around the world through this invasion of Planet X, which was actually in the atmosphere. We talked about that before. It blocked out the sun, our Lord and Savior's crucifixion. So that just goes to show you that that was going on back then. Now, with that being said, look what's going on today. And in that video, I showed all these different, uh, all these different uh, news articles that shows that there is a massive outbreak of demonic possession happening now, all of a sudden, okay? And people that didn't quite follow my video correctly, basically there is a, there is a race that are bound under the second ocean that have found a way up, and I don't know if they've been able to squeeze through this seal now. I think that has something to do with the, uh, the angel to the bottomless pit that opens it up, Revelation chapter 9, okay? It might have something to do with that. But supposedly there are th those underneath the ocean, there are those banished to the planet, and then there you have those who were thrown into the, the desert, according to the documents. They were thrown into the desert. Now, what did Jesus say? When a spirit leaves a person, where does he go? To dry places. So he goes to the desert. That's where they were, that's where they were thrown to. Okay, they go to dry places, and they return to the house, and it's been cleaned, and you know the rest of the story. Okay, so... Basically, what's happening right now is Planet X is somewhere near our Earth, somewhere right now, and they know that that invasion is coming. So all the ones who are on Earth right now, they are getting geared up. They're waking up. They're starting to do their work now. They're, they're, they're really starting to mess things up. And, of course, you can see what's happening with everybody kind of getting agitated. Isn't everybody getting agitated with each other now? Oh, yeah, you see it ramping up tremendously. Yeah, these spirits are doing it, mm -hmm. okay? And now you have some of them coming from Planet X right now. But there has not been a, um, there hasn't been a full-scale invasion yet, according to documents and according to what's happening right now. So, basically, history is repeating itself right now. And the fact that it's repeating itself, that just means one thing, that the, that, this age is about to end, and Daniel's 70th week is about to begin, because that was all happening right before Daniel's 70th week broke out. Okay, they are all coming here for the big showdown for Daniel's 70th week, and God's like, uh-uh-uh, you guys get back on that plane. You guys go back, however that worked out. We're going we're going to pause things here for the age of grace. We'll, we'll bring you guys back after the time our period is over. Okay, get out of here. So the planet left, all right? But now it's back <laughs> because time is time is almost back in, okay. And some and I go into the last part of the video. I'll close with this: is the whole thing about the snake bite. 
you know, when the Lord showed me that, that made absolute 100% sense to me. You know, why push something like what, you know, what uh, Kevin was saying, a sickness that had a 99.9% success rate. Why all of a sudden this thing just took over the world and wrecked everything? Why? Because they want they needed to push the snake bite on everybody to receive this thing. And it doesn't make any sense. And they still try to push it, so it doesn't make any sense. It's not helping anybody. People are still getting sick. It doesn't make sense. Keep on pushing, keep pushing. They keep pushing, pushing. They keep doing the rooster shots. Okay, <laughs> they keep doing all that stuff. And so it doesn't make any sense. Why? None of this stuff is working. And people are still getting sick. Why do you keep pushing it? Because it's changing your DNA. It's changing your DNA to be more like them. Okay, so that way when they come down here, they have a perfect human host that has all the goodies they need. So once they get in there and get suited up, whatever's going on with them will be familiar. The, the DNA in the body will be familiar with that spirit and how it works. It'll be a perfect exosuit to be able to do whatever it needs to do. Okay. And, of course, I'll let Kevin take care of this part here. I said it's not the mark of the beast, though. The mm-hmm. snake bite is not the mark of the beast. I believe it's just a component. That may never be used. It's a component for the potential mark of the beast if it's ever activated. Because that snake bite pretty much does one of three things to you. One, it marks you for destruction because your body doesn't compute with it. Two, it marks you for suffering for a while because it's trying to figure things out. And then destruction. Or three, everything works out. It changes your DNA. It make, you're suitable. You're good to go for the spirit when it shows up. So it preserves you preserves you until that time that makes sense to me well let me let me mention something about that so obviously um whether or not it actually is changed has changed someone dna today i don't think anyone can prove that today whether or not it's going to change it in the future it's possible i suppose that it could it seems likely that something would could trigger something in there to do it however um, people who are believers are going to be raptured before that trigger happens, number one. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have to worry about that trigger um, if you're a believer and you, and you have that because you're, not, you're going to be glorified. You're going to be in a resurrected body. So you're going to be immortal. Um, that's, so you have no, no worries there. Other things regarding that, um, Bob, is that during the tribulation, there are going to be people that are overcomers during that period of time as well. They have overcome the beast. They have overcome the Antichrist. They have overcome that whole system, and they have not worshipped the Antichrist. They have not taken the mark, and they do not worship the beast. Right now, no one's worshipping any beast because there's no beast to worship, obviously. So you can't have a mark of the beast without a beast. But... When the when the mark of the beast is rolled out, that is um, worshiping uh, the image of the beast as well. So you're going to have to turn your back on Jesus Christ and say, "I don't, I do not worship him. I worship the beast." And those people who worship the beast will take his mark willing, willfully, and willingly. And they will perish in the lake of fire, ultimately. Those who do not take the mark and do not worship the beast, those people will be beheaded. And the angels will be telling them that they are blessed for not doing so. 
And those are the overcomers because they have overcome the beast. Now, the, the Bible says that the beast overcomes the saints. What well, overcomes them in terms of mortality and life right here on this earth. But he doesn't overcome them in terms of spiritual life and spiritual eternity. And that's the key. And that's always been the key from the very get-go with Adam and Eve and the, the original sin. You're talking about having a spirit of righteousness within you or a spirit of Satan and of him. And that's what the beast represents. And that's who the beast is. So when you take that mark and you put in your all your marbles into that side of things, you're going to get recompensed for that. Taking uh, some medicine right now, listen, there, there, there's medicine that is pro- that, that's worse than this for some people. Some people take, take medicine and they die like immediately, like, like the next day. And these are like sometimes even over-counter medicine in certain people that, that happens. So medicine can be really good and medicine can be really bad. And it's up to you. Your doctor and other things talk about it. But this right here, this is not a spiritual battle because we don't battle against flesh and blood. And that's what this medicine is all about, flesh and blood. It has nothing to do with spiritual. Taking a mark of the beast and worshiping the beast is an absolutely spiritual thing. It's all spiritual at that point. So you gotta you got to make sure that you're distinguishing between what we what we fight against right now and that nothing is going to be able to separate you from from the uh, the lo- the love of God right which is in Christ Jesus our lord there's nothing that can do that now if you spiritually do not want any part of him and you do not accept the free gift of salvation well then that's what you're choosing because we have free will we can choose not to accept as as humans, and we can choose to worship the beast and worship Satan and say, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go in with Satan. Well, if you do that, like Bob said earlier, that means hell. And ultimately, hell gets thrown into the lake of fire. So that is the final destination for those people. But as of today, we do not strive against flesh and blood, do we? That's Ephesians 6. I think it's 613. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, Ephesians 10 through, yeah, it starts at 10, 12, 612. Yeah. 12. So, I mean, so, so we, are, we are in a fight right now for our spiritual life, right, Bob? Right. We're not in um, a fight for our mortal life, are we? Are you? What? Flyboy1960 had a great comment here. He said, God would not allow the jab to be the mark without us being warned about it. Like and of the angels, for example? 14, <laughs> the angels will warn you. When you have an angel show up and say, you're going to turn against Jesus if you take that thing, and you still take it? Yeah. You deserve to go to hell. The yeah, angels are telling you to your face. The angels are telling everybody in their own language as well. So right. it's not like nobody can understand what it is. Everybody can understand that the, when the angels say, blessed are those who do not take the mark. Um, so, I mean, it is a clear warning. There's no one that's going to be forced to take the mark. No right. one's going to be forced. Okay. It says, 
they, they create an image of the beast and that, that people would take the mark. It doesn't say they're going to be tied down and forced in order to take it. People are going to willfully take it. They're going to believe that the beast is the Messiah, is their king, is their Messiah. He's probably going to promise eternal life through the mark, and they're going to go ahead and take it, which is the original sin. And those who want eternal life, real eternal life, they are not going to take the mark. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know Flyboy, we said that, that God will not allow anybody to take the job without warning us first. We've had our missionaries in other countries, especially like in India. Their, their government went to area. They held people down and forced that thing into them. Okay, they were doing that to everybody over there. Not everybody, but good portions of poor people. They grabbed and held them down. And I was getting reports of all that stuff. That's not the mark of the beast, folks. No. They just don't grab and give it to you. Satan wants you to worship him. Satan wants you to choose him just as much as... You know, God wants you to choose him because here Satan, Satan's like, okay, if you don't choose me, I just kill you. Okay. All right. But you know what Satan wants? Satan wants that person to choose him over God. That gives Satan so much joy and satisfaction when that person makes the choice to choose him. The ha, he chose me. How you like that? Okay. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to just force into people. What kind of God will we serve that would condemn children to hell and the lake of fire for eternity? Mm-hmm. What, what, I mean, really? That's the God that you're going to serve? I mean, no, I'm sorry. But these children are not Nephilim. These children are not hybrids, okay? These are just regular children who are taking this medicine, and they are not being sentenced to eternal punishment in the second death. I mean, what kind of God would you serve? Listen, there, there, there's so many other things, too. I mean, we talked about other things like, you know, the mark of the beast is not going to have a booster shot, Bob. Mm-hmm. The mark of the beast isn't going to be uh, offered up by multiple pharmaceutical companies under different names and so forth. And you can't I mean, get away from it. Using the mark the of the beast is not going to be promised to actually do something like they did and said, yeah. "Oh, if you get this medicine, Bob, you're, you're not you're not going to get the virus." <laughs> well, that turned out to be false. Mm-hmm. I mean, believe me. I mean, there, there's a lot of things here that's just that's that's not about, only biblical but logical as well. What else you got? A religious exemption. You won't be able to use yeah. a religious exemption. Right against the mark of the beast. Yeah. You're not going to have a Supreme Court say you don't need to take the mark of the beast. I already said it. there is one religious exemption for the mark of the beast, though, Bob. It's the guillotine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the, that's your religious exemption. Right. You know, you're, 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 you're not, not going to be able to go. Oh, here's a piece of paper from my pastor, and and they're going to be like, oh, well, in that case. Oh fun. yeah, I mean, you're good. To go. <laughs> go ahead. When no. you're given the option of take it or beheaded. Now you know you're dealing with it. Yeah. Of course, you of course, you know, I could say that, but then again, they might be uh Islam's been doing that to people anyway, so I can't really say that though. So that'd be inaccurate. Just like Kevin said, though, there has to be a third temple with a image of the beast set up in the temple that speaks and causes all small, great, rich, and poor, poor, free and bond to receive a mark on the right hand and forehead. There's an that abomination of desolation that takes place. There's a beast that rises out of a pit that takes place. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, none of these things are happening. Yeah, yeah, we understand, Ballbuster. Yeah, there are pastors out there that are more than happy to condemn you to hell. And and there's that one pastor that you mentioned who's more than happy to, before this thing even happened, he was more than happy to condemn you to hell if you, if you drank too much coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, th- listen, th- there, you, you're going to find all kinds of different pastors out there who, and, and preachers and teachers of all kinds of different things. And they'll twist the word around so many different ways. But then when you actually, and I've said this before, when you actually push them and say, hold on a second, my child accepted Christ. They're 13 years old. They got the uh, the, the medicine. And you're telling me that they're going to hell? He will not say yes. He will not say yes. He'll say only the Lord knows. Well, hey, if you're so sure that this is the mark of the beast, wouldn't you say unequivocally yes? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible is, is very clear regarding those who take the mark. Does, does not the Bible say that all who take the mark are going to be thrown into the lake of fire? Or does it say that some are going to escape that and be okay? No. Mm-hmm. Says the Bible says that anyone who takes anyone. the mark. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. So there is no middle ground there. So then why is this pastor wavering on that? It's because... It's because it's just simply not true. They cannot back it up with the Bible. They'll twist everything. They'll go into Greek. They'll go into Latin. They'll go into all kinds of things. They'll find all kinds of different synonyms of the words, and they'll come up with some great story. Okay? Those are for itching ears to hear because there are people who want to feel superior because they have not taken this medicine. And they go, look at me. I am righteous. I haven't taken this. I can't believe that the the people in my family or my friends, they did this. They are destined to hell. Isn't that the same kind of attitude that was talked about in the Bible where the Pharisees said, well, I'm so glad I'm not like that guy. Well, if I was a sinner like that, oh, man. I mean, really? That's the same. That's the attitude that you're going to have? No. You see, that is a change of spirit. And these people do not obviously have a change of spirit. They're going to get a rude awakening sooner or later. The pride of man become, is, comes before a fall. There you pride, go. Pride comes before a fall. It's a, Amen. You know, you're, you're going along and you don't think that, uh, you know, you haven't taken the jab. You're, well, you know, oh, look, I'm so at, righteous. Look, at me, look at me. I'm so righteous. Oh, look at me. None yeah. of us are, unless... Jesus Christ has made us righteous, and it's just, uh, yeah, we're not good. It, no, we're, no one's, no one's good, no. right? You're definitely not, Greg. You're not good. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? If, if I was, <laughs> what would I need Jesus for, right? Yeah. Like, what yeah. would yeah, we need yeah, Jesus Greg. for if we if we were? Amen. Amen. I think all of us feel exactly that same way. And and you know, before before all this, I always considered myself a good person. I'm a, sure. I'm a good person, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, Greg, but, you want to do some the, questions now, Greg? Or but but hold yeah, on, you one, a good, one second, yeah, you a good, you a good person. Oh, yeah. One second, Greg. Dig a little deeper. Go ahead. Dig a little deeper. Pull out yeah. all the skeletons in your closet from every single day that you've ever lived. Throw all those out there on a table and go through every single one of those things. And and that's when that's when you you get the line drawn <laughs> in the, on the ground and say those. 
who have not committed a sin cast the first stone. And then, and then God says, any one of those sins is the punishment is eternal death for that because you cannot dwell with me because you're not pure holiness like my son and I am. And then Boy, we, we can think of the other flip side yeah. of thing, which is you point to Jesus and say, he is going to stand in for me for that. How's that? You look at yeah. him and then you can judge me. How, how about that, God? Is that a good deal? And he's like, yeah, that's my free gift. And so he looks at Jesus and he says, ah, the sin is gone as far as the east is from the west. Come in. Come in. See, that's one of the biggest, to me, one of the biggest tricks that the adversary uses. And he's been around for a long time. And he knows this word of God is he twists it and mm-hmm. he manipulates it. But one of the biggest things that he uses to keep people from the truth is guilt and condemnation. Yeah. Like there's no possible way I can ever be good enough for God to save me. Look at all the things I've done. We're, we're not going to lay all the our pasts on the table and go through it and say, you know, for a testimony, we want to talk about what we came from to to you know to get to the lord that's profitable because that shows what what he's done in our lives but to um just sit there and you know we're we're all we're all fallible human beings we all have tremendous amount of weaknesses but you know he's his his strength is the strength that we need his yoke is the yoke that we need and the burdens that we have, which, you know, it says his yoke is easy. Okay. But it is a yoke and the burdens are there, but the burdens are something we should um, embrace. You know? Isn't, uh, isn't the spirit of fear? Isn't that a spirit of fear? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're yeah. going to go to hell forever yeah. for that. Don't do that. Do, do the tribulation saints who get beheaded have a spirit of fear? No. As a matter of fact, they do not. Not what so, not one thing whatsoever regarding fear on, in them. They're not afraid that they're, that they're going to somehow take a, a mark or not. They know for a matter of fact what the mark is, and then they ultimately say, I'm not going to take that. They've decided that. There's no fear in them whatsoever. Why spread fear right now among the brethren? And say, well, be careful. If you do that, you're, you know, you're destined for for eternal death. I mean, mm-hmm. we are we are not to have a spirit of fear. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, "Do not be troubled during these period of times." That sounds very troubling to me, doesn't it? And what it yeah. does is it. What, what does it do? It, it it takes the focus off of the Lord, and it puts yeah, the puts focus, it on you. It puts the focus back on us. Yeah, it's like we're the ones that have the answer. You're deciding. Bob, no. whether or not you're going to go to heaven or not, no. whether you take you take this medicine or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what the Bible says. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of pastors out there teaching the wrong thing. And you know, a lot of pastors out there, evangelists are teaching, still they're teaching works to get saved. And I've seen several uh, near-death experiences. People went down to hell and they saw, they saw pastors and evangelists down there. A whole bunch of them. Very popular down there. Yeah. So it has to make you think, <laughs> you know, so. Well, the works are going to follow them. That's, that's what the Bible right. says. So, you know, you're going to live by that, by that sword. You're going to die by that sword. Um, I would rather accept the free gift first of all, and then do work, do the second work of the cross 
and and do works that are not going to be burned up in a fire at the bema seat judgment so that I can gain rewards and great and, and great and this is I'll, I'll take a little Bob Barber uh, words here great in heaven will your rewards be isn't that a Bob Barber saying I mean that's totally just, my saying is <laughs> great in heaven will your rewards copyrighted be? yeah yeah Copyright. I mean that's TM Bob Barber <laughs> I mean uh, that, that that is but that is so true it's like but you're not going to get any rewards in heaven if you're not saved if you first didn't accept the free gift of salvation, you get nothing. You get nothing if you do that, no matter how many good works you did, because those are considered dead works. Mm-hmm. Those are all burned. Those are all written in the in that book, in all those books that are going to come up at the white throne judgment. They're going to read all about it, and they're going to be judged according to their works. Yep. And 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 none of the, and every and the Bible says that all your works. If they're not done for for God and you don't have the, the the faith in there and your spirit is not cleansed and you're not righteous, every single one of those works dirty rags, dirty rags. So they're all dead. So what do you have left? You've got nothing left to get into entry into the kingdom and so or even into into salvation, yeah. eternal life, or nothing. You basically go to to, to eternal death. Mm-hmm. So on that note, <laughs> okay, get to the well, question. But, but, I mean, but, right. but we have a free gift. We, have, we got a free gift. We got a yeah. free gift, and that's the Amen. key right now. So it says here, uh, it says, COVID miraculously disappeared. I have a great picture that I'll answer that whole thing. And it's one right here. Let's see here. Let's see if you can see my camera right here. You guys see that? It's a rocket ship. Yeah. The rocket ship. And the COVID's leaving. COVID's leaving. The rocket ship's showing up. Or the nuke is showing up. Is that Fauci? Yeah. So you don't see you don't see COVID no more. COVID just disappeared. Yeah. You know they they did away with the mask mandates at our school. They did away with the mask mandates on the bus. Everything just disappeared now. They're they're concentrating their resources at the hot spot now. Nobody, people are tired of hearing about the whole COVID thing. It's crisis. So they're like, you know what? It's not effective no more. We need to focus on this now. We can scare people with this now. Mm -hmm. Focus everything on this. You haven't heard the mainstream media talk anything about COVID for like the last two weeks. Nothing. So, yeah. So this is a new narrative now. That's where we're at right now. So, Well, they have to. They have to change the narrative. Because obviously, I mean, at a certain point, they they do consider whether or not they can stay in power. Um, and this is one thing that they have to do, that they have to, to start transitioning out of this. Because people have, have finally, the majority of the people have finally realized that a lot of these things were authoritarian, not necessary designed, manipulated, the majority of people realize that now. And so when you have the majority against you, you're not going to get voted in. So they have to change the narrative and which is just convenient that this thing has come up. Right, Bob. I mean, we, we, we know that they go from one thing to another, to another. I mean, they're talking about, you know, we, we can't, Oh, by the way, Bob, going all the way back to the very beginning of this conversation, they can't, uh, really stop Russia and sanction them economically and do a lot of energy over here because 
that will harm the planet, of course, Bob. And so we have to make sure that we're, you know, with that global warming doesn't occur and that we're not, we don't, that we're doing everything in order to help climate change. So we cannot turn the XL Keystone pipeline back on. We cannot uh, get, you know, cannot open up the drilling and stuff like that because Bob, we got to go green, you know? So, I mean, that's where that's at. And that is their next big crisis, of course. And so you can see how they're using that crisis in order to manipulate what's going on with this incursion. It's, it's amazing how all these things are connected, but um, you know, the, it, but it's true that they are absolutely going away from this one narrative. They're going into other narratives, especially with the climate change stuff. And um, I mean, who knows what other false flag is going to come up between now and the election. There's a lot of time between now and the election. And there's also a possible rapture that can happen between now and the election as well. Yeah. You know, that, ver- that, that, verse, that verse you just <laughs> put up that for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's given us power. I believe that's a word dunamis mm-hmm. and love and a sound mind. And I think part of continuing to have a sound mind is, is to uh, focus on the truth of the word and not so much on what's going on right now in this world, because we spend too much time watching TV, too much time with the news. We, we need to be informed, obviously, but if we spend too much time in that area and not enough time in the, you know, in our Father's Word, we're going to be fearful. Um, if we, you know, it, it's a, it's a particular spirit that you know the spirit of fear. There are spirits of fear, but the spirit of fear is a is a all encompassing. It's almost like a spell over a nation, over a world. And this is what's happened. When you come along and you get the truth of the word, all of a sudden you have power and you have the love, the love of God, and you have a sound mind. You know, when Jesus healed the Gadarenean maniac, he was clothed, he was he was seated at his feet, he was clothed, and he was in his right mind, he said. So it's really... It's very important because God designed our minds for the word. He did not design our minds to be confusion central, which is most of what people have up there, you know, and God is not the author of confusion. There is an author of confusion, Kevin, and that's the old scratch, old split foot. That's he's right. The one, he's the one that wants to get everybody against each other because I don't agree with Kevin on such and such. And I don't agree with Bob. And I don't agree with Greg. And so we're going to go at, we're going to, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to agree that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. We don't have to agree on everything. Yeah. That's, that's not important. And Paul said, yeah. do not let that become a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not, don't, don't let those things become the, the story. Don't let well, that, those things well, become Well, that's an, that's an ego trip. Sure. But, you know, I mean, if, if we're comparing the knowledge that we have of the word against one another as brothers, that's just that's, that's silly. Well, we're it, also told that we're not going to become like completely 100 percent unified until the perfect comes. Right, Greg? We like we like we like bringing that one up. That's um, that's a really cool passage. Um, and, yeah, I, and I think that you 13. Yeah. 
Yeah, you did a really mm-hmm. good job when we when we talked about that a few months back, um, and I learned some something that day too. And you you did a really fantastic job of explaining what why that means that, and um, I think it's overlooked by a lot of people. But I mean, ultimately, we are going to be unified a hundred percent. And yeah, the perfect has happened until rapture come. resurrection, right? The perfect has not come yet. The perfect and, uh, is not yet. Come. All this stuff no. will eventually disappear, including. Uh, different languages and we'll all yeah. understand one yeah. another. Um, exactly. So we should get to questions, right? Bob, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Chester, 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 is Chester around? Is Chester in the house? Yeah. Chester. I was one here from, uh, from Stephen Hickey it says, Bob Barber, what is your, I guess, what is your take on revelation chapter six? <laughs> I guess. There's a lot going on in that chapter, Bob. What's your yeah, take? Yeah, a lot on? going on in that chapter, but. I guess he wants to know, do I believe the seals have been opened? No, they haven't. We talked about this last week. Um, if you just look at chapter 6 as a whole, because all, it talks about all the seals in chapter 6. Um, you go to chapter 6, uh, start with, uh, in verse 1, it talks about the Antichrist conquers the earth. Well, he hasn't conquered the earth yet, so that hasn't happened. Sure. In verse 4, it says peace is taken from the earth. Well, I live in an area of peace, a bunch of areas of peace right now. We're able to do this, so that hasn't happened yet. And then if you go to verse 8, it says, uh, Fourth of the earth were killed by the sword with hunger and death. Fourth of the earth would be 2 billion people. 2 billion people have not died in a short period of time here from those reasons, so that hasn't happened yet either. Tell me where, and, Bob, where it cost you a day's wage to buy a loaf of bread. Uh, that'll be uh, the very next verse, I believe. Uh, uh, actually, verse 6. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou not hurt the oil and the oil and the wine. And, um, yeah, that's what hyperinflation from the black horse. And that has not ha- happened yet. A day's wage for a loaf of bread. Yeah, we're heading that direction, but when that horse rides, that happens. And that right. has not happened yet. So the horse is not riding yet. And look at a uh, look at a uh, chap down at the uh, let's see here, um, Revelation sixteen, uh, six sixteen. Reading that verse there, and they said to the mountains and rocks, "Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb." Okay, so this is not all the elite are hidden; they're hiding now. They're out in the open, kind of still. Okay, so that hasn't happened yet. And here's the main verse right here. This shows us that the, the seals have not been opened yet. It's uh, verse 17. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Has God's wrath started on the earth yet, guys? Has it started yet? No, and even no. before that, Bob, where are the multitudes of people that are beheaded? Yeah, exactly. Where are those people? Where, where, where are the people that, that, that are, um, you know, that, that are slain? I'm standing the under the altar. Where are all those multiple multitudes of people? As far as I can still see, there's still billions and billions and billions of people living on this planet. Mm-hmm. There's not a oh. multitude that's standing under the altar right now. Okay. And we are also, another one thing that you brought up, Bob, I'm going to channel my inner Bob Barber here. These people are calling out for vengeance. Are you and I calling out for vengeance on the people that are being martyred? No, we are not. No. No fifth seals open. The fourth seal is not open. The third seal of that of, of that inflation and and the uh, do not harm the oil and the wine. There is a precursor to it right now yeah. that's going on. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of precursors that are going on right now because this transition period 
is getting closer and closer and we're starting to blur the lines. But the seals themselves, come on, Jesus said this was going to be a time like none other before in human history. Okay, Mm -hmm. it hasn't gotten that bad yet, people. So don't jump ahead. Continue to 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 you know spread the gospel while you can, and don't jump ahead and put people into fear and tell them that the seals have been opened and that if you take this medicine, you're going to go to hell and blah blah blah. Come on now. Yeah, that's not a. You right. know, they feel like some of these people think they're warning uh, in a good way. It's it's not. It's well, not the road way. to hell is paved with yeah. absolutely great <laughs> and fantastic intentions. Right. Yeah. Six seal has that happened yet? No, no. Has every <laughs> island been moved out of its place yet? <laughs> when has the sun turned to, to charcoal black backcloth and the moon turned to blood red before right. the great before the great and, uh, and terrible day of the Lord? That has not happened. Yeah, so that we're we're not at that point here. Uh, Skylar Light says, "Will everyone be the same age in heaven, or will people be different ages?" I believe we'll all be the same age. Okay, I, I believe that about 30, 30, 25, 30 years old, somewhere in there. Unless you really enjoy being a 120-year-old person, all wrinkly and everything. Well, well I highly doubt that. I think we're all, you know, yeah, here. we're in our new glorified bodies, yeah. folks. I, I don't think there's any wrinkles or any It would be interesting, though. <laughs> think about it, though. I mean... There are going to be obviously children. There, I mean, there, there, there are people who weren't even born that are going to be in heaven. I mean, they're they're like literally at least sixty million that we know of that are from the U.S. <laughs> that are going to be there. Um, the question is, is like what what form are they going to are they going to take? I mean, are we going to be able to possibly determine at any given time what? age we are or what our appearance looks like in terms of age because remember age is not is, is meaningless during eternity there is no time so you're, you're not so you uh, the question is bob is, is like could, could 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 i appear to you as this well hopefully without you know i'm going to shave this beard off but um you know without a beard and i appear to you like this because this is how you you recognize me Whereas to somebody that I, I knew 20 years ago who's a believer, will I appear like I to them like I was 20 years ago? So, yeah. I mean, listen, there is no limits on what can happen during that period of time. So when we talk about, well, everybody's going to be the same age and this and that, that's, that's actually putting a, a time, mortal time limit on things. And this is eternity. These are different rules, different heaven, different earth. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole new rule set there. So I, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm open to all possibilities in terms of what, what could happen during that period of time. Chester says here is uh, during the tribulation, will the global elite change all the laws to federal where you're guilty until prove it innocent? We're pretty much dealing with that right now. <laughs> if citizens took the mark of the beast laws, will they still get beheaded? No, because no. the beheading will be specifically for rejecting the mark. Yes. You might get shot in the head. You might get ran over by a dump truck, but you won't be beheaded. You shouldn't be beheaded. <laughs> the old dump truck accident. Yep, That's going to be a big one during the yeah. tribulation. You'll take in the mark of the beast. <laughs> Most common death is dump truck. Um, but, but for those who have not... <laughs> 
Bob, sometimes you come up with the, 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 the craziest things. Um, but I, I think the quote of the night was from, from Greg saying, all old and wrinkly. I think that's, that's got to yeah. be oh. that we got to lead with. Um, oh, speaking but, of, uh, where, where's brother? Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> those, <laughs> sorry, sorry Bob. Wait, where uh, did he go? You won't forgive um, me for that one. The, uh, <laughs> you scared them off. Uh, yeah. the, the only, yeah, the, the ones who are, are going to get beheaded are the ones who do not take the mark, not the ones who do take the mark. Mm-hmm. He says here, uh, it says, can the, can the mark, can X mark the spot in America from 2024 to solar eclipse be a sign of the six seal earthquake? Meaning on April 8th on 20, in 2024, will the six seal earthquake take place? Um, I don't, I don't believe it will. I believe that it has to actually take place in 2025. That's just my own personal opinion. My own research shows that we are uh, at mid-trib by 2025. But I, you know, what do I know? I could be wrong. So I really definitely can't answer that. But he does ask about the blood moon on this upcoming May 14th. And given what's going on right now, this is a blood moon over Israel. Is it actually on May 14th? May 15th. It's on it's I think it could start on May 14th, but it could cross over to May 15th. Wow. I gotta check and make sure, but that's huge. That's huge. May 14th is like 74 the 74th year, uh starting of the 74th year of Israel, May 14th, 1948 to May 14th, 2022 is exactly mm-hmm. 74 years. So just right. the day before that day is the last day of Israel being 73 years old. Yeah. So that could if be you really- count if you count it from the declaration on that day. Because I mean the UN did a declaration the year after that recognized them, and the government, of course, was formed in 1949. So there is some leeway there, but that is super interesting. I was not aware that it was on the 15th or starting on the 14th as well. And think about their, their their days go from uh evening to evening. Of course. Well that will be it will be during uh the fourteenth wow fifteenth day it will be that blood moon. So that could be um that could be when I'm not saying that's when um uh Zika thirty eight will kick into gear, Russia will invade Israel, but we don't know we don't know. Nothing may happen. Who knows? Right. Who's who's watching Steve Fletcher? It's a stop. Somebody said stop watching Steve Fletcher. Who's still watching Steve Fletcher at this point? Okay. I mean, uh, you you have no excuse. Listen, Steve Steve Fletcher is a a streetcar chaser. He is. um, He he uses um, non-biblical things like the Super Bowl and other things like that in order to uh, to prove rapture dates. So it's hard um, to follow him, man. It's like the there's, there's so many tiny little insignificant little numbers and i'm just like <laughs> i've seen those videos i'm like ah oh, man Listen, he's, he, he has enough videos to cover every day of the year for the next <laughs> yeah. 20 years Hard okay you can just keep on going back to his thing and say oh this year this is the date yes i got that from three years ago and then the other one like he'll skip it the next year but then the next year after that, you'll come back to it. And so, yeah, no, it's come on now. People... Oh, somebody who's 99%, 9%. Here's a good question for you guys from Ness. He says, uh, please comment on Ukraine and how it fits 
into the Ezekiel 38 and 39 prophecy. You know, I'm starting to think now that uh, we can see it a fulfillment of human activity with that whole thing. But I also believe the Gog and Magog war will also be a demonic invasion. You know what I'm saying? We do have mm-hmm. this demonic invasion coming upon the earth during the tribulation period. So that's um, there's, there's a lot of way, different ways that that whole war can go. You know. Well, can saying? I mention? Can I mention one thing about it? And that is, um, at least we can see that the play, one of the players for for that war that Ezekiel 38 39 has an appetite for war mm-hmm. so I mean if, if these were peaceful nations then this prophecy would very be very difficult to fulfill but we're actually seeing active aggressor in this point okay whether or not the, it's justified or not that is a different conversation for different people and not for this and we kind of had a little bit of that conversation but we're not going to go deep into that but the point is is that Hey, they're willing to go to war. So, I mean, listen, we, we got a major player that's on the cusp of of possibly doing this. And we certainly all they need is a is a hook and a, mm-hmm. in the jaw to bring them down. And then and and that's God's timing, isn't it? Because God's the one who brings who puts the hook in the jaw, doesn't he? That's right. He's yeah. the one who sets the hook. He brings them down into Israel in order to take spoil. So the question is when when is that going to happen? We don't we don't precisely know. But we can see one of the players is when they get that hook, they're going to be more than willing to come. Exactly. D. Botro 2023 says, do you, do you believe the rapture is a feast day or do you believe it will be a trigger event? I believe it's going to be a trigger event. Okay. I believe it will. The, the rapture, it, it will be a trigger. It's going to trigger something. Mm-hmm. I do believe it's going that to trigger too. something, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the same, the same guy had a, had a, it just had a great comment. Uh, Greg, can you put that up there? I just know if Steve Fletcher predicts a date, it will not happen on that date. <laughs> so he, he, he goes to Steve Fletcher to find out when the rapture is not going to happen. So, <laughs> you know, listen, Steve, I have a little soft spot for Steve, even though I've, I, I obviously do not encourage to watch him, but I got a soft spot for him because he, he, but it's, it's, Robert talked about this earlier. It's a lot about pride. He wants to, to be able to tell everybody and to know and be the first one. And then he has this private interpretation that he's received. There's a lot of pride that goes into that, isn't there? I mean, we saw some of that with Brenda Weltner as well with her pride. And, and, you know, we really try to stay away from those people. Pastor Sandy is another one of those guys. That I remember back in 2017, he was like, it's happening in 2017 for sure. And then January came of 2018, he says, we're still in 2017. And then March came and he goes, we're still in 2017. And it's just like, are we, okay, Pastor Sandy, uh, are we still in 2017 today? I mean, you got to let some things go and you, you cannot, you know, be so puffed up and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, just I, I actually pray, have prayed for Steve to like just just you know focus more on the gospel and less on 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 figuring out the exact calculation, Bob, of the of like you said of the these numbers and this date. And I'm going to dig into the Bible codes and this and that to figure out these numbers so that I can tell you when the date of the rapture is going to be. Yeah, it's doing stuff like that is like you know it's like 
sitting on a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, Steve. Come on, Pastor Sandy. Come on. Come That's on, Gary, like. Tony. Come on, you people. Listen, you guys are all like trying to like, you know, mm-hmm. and there are people that will go to those channels and they, and they will get discouraged, Bob. They get discouraged. They go, you told me it was going to, I mean, really? After all that, you're going to rely on a guy who's failed to predict the rapture the at guy. least 2,000 times. I mean, he's got, he's got like Harold Camping beat by a couple thousand. Let's be oh, honest. Yeah. When somebody predicts a rapture based on somebody's decals on their T-shirt and during a Super Bowl show, yeah, I think you're listening to the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, so. it's, it's, it's sad, but a little humorous at the same time, but it's kind of mm-hmm. a little sad. But, I mean, listen, you know, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. And so I think it's one of those kind of things where you're just like, come on, Steve. Come on, man. Well, you know what? Is he a dog-faced Steve pony Fletcher. soldier, Greg? Is that what he is? Is he a dog-faced pony soldier? You know what, Steve Fletcher? <laughs> he's going to get it right, though, because he does it every day. Right. One of these days, well, he's going to get it right. Yeah. He's going to get it right. You could do that too, yeah, Bob. Every every video you put out, you're like, "Look, I'm predicting the rapture every day until my next video," and <laughs> you're covered. He's going to get it. You guys are killing me. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like I said. Uh, we, I right. told you that I was in a good mood, somewhat that we were going to have a good, lively yeah. discussion tonight beforehand because I think that we get. We're. I don't know about you guys, but when I see these things take place. They are distressing in some ways, but at the same time, I also get joy and know yeah. that the yeah. Bible, it just proves more that everything is true and that we are getting closer to our redemption. Amen. Right. And everything that's happening right now, folks, over in Ukraine right now, hey, that stuff isn't happening for nothing. They're, they are pulling out the stops now. Something is coming. Okay. They're going for broke now. And like I told you before, Putin's backed against the corner. He needs to succeed. Okay. So just think about that. Okay. Yeah. Don't poke the bear, in other words. Well, the, bears, the bear right away, what's the first thing that the God, God says of the bear? Go forth and devour much flesh. Yeah. Okay. That kicks off the Zika 38 war. Yeah. So, yeah, something happens with the bear first. Something and happens with the are. bear first because when the bear the bear gets harmed big time during Ezekiel 38 war, right? I mean, that, that is a major blow to the bear. But the bear does some damage before that. So be careful about how you, you poke the bear at this point because the bear is still roaring and God has not dealt with the bear yet. And we haven't seen these and we received dreams and vision, multiple people. And a lot of them are probably not haven't been here on my channel, but the fact that people are having rapture dreams at a nuclear attack, and I had mm. my share of them. I know you guys had. Mm. Okay, that stuff didn't happen for nothing either. Mm. <laughs> so you're not going to see something huge like that. When that first nuke goes off, that's when peace is taken from the earth. Mm. I when, when that first nuke goes off, everybody's going to be in fear. Nobody's safe. Oh, Somebody yeah. finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. All right. That horse is right. That red horse is riding at that point. That is going to trigger yeah. major panic. I mean, th- this world has not. Listen, there are many generations here that has not seen a gigantic war. I mean, I guess probably maybe Vietnam. I mean, the Gulf Wars were pretty lopsided when you. Be- Vietnam was dragged out. I mean, Afghanistan was 
I mean, small, on a much smaller scale. Vietnam is probably the closest. And that was back in the, in the 60s and early 70s. And before that, of course, World War II, Korea somewhat. But you're talking about literally billions of people on this planet have not experienced like any kind of major war that's gone on in this world. So you're right, Bob. And a nuke, if, the, if one of those things goes off, people are going to lose their minds. They've already lost their minds these last two years. They're insane on things. People, we, we saw that video of the people on the elevator. Get out of the elevator. Black Lives Matter. I mean, these people are insane on that. How are they going to react to that, Bob? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why peace will be taken from the earth. Once we do that, we cannot put that back. We cannot put that toothpaste back in the tube. It's done. And once, once, uh, and I think Putin, Putin's the only one right now. And of course, China is chiming in now about Taiwan. And of course, you know, North Korea, they're excited now because they want to shoot at somebody. Yeah, sure. Right. So they're all getting ready for something now, too. So once, but once that first nuke goes off, it just breaks the seal, man. Everybody's like, well, I got to be the next guy. I got to be number two. I got to be number three. It's just, it's, it's going to be a mess. And that's why I believe we're not here for it. Well, it does say, pray that you are worthy to escape all of these things. It doesn't say some, right? It says all. So mm-hmm. I would consider that part of the all, Bob. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, Greg? All right. One of these last things, uh, last questions here. What do you think? Oh, okay, sure. Worry, World War Three or Jesus coming soon? How about both? <laughs> I mean... Oh. You I'm know, not going to worry I mean, about Jesus coming soon. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, but, World, World, World War III will be actually. I'm, I'll answer right now. World War III, and then Jesus comes. Yeah, because we go to Jesus. Jesus, you know, right. we go up in the clouds and we we leave the earth and meet Jesus. Jesus yeah. doesn't come and set foot on the Mount of Olives until the end of the Seventh Tribulation. Correct. So yeah, yeah. we meet Jesus. We Jesus. meet Jesus in the clouds, right? I mean, so yeah. I would think uh, that's why I said both. I think that unless you're talking about His Second Coming. World War Three has to come first before his yeah. second coming. Well, the Bible said that uh, that the bride the, the bride went out to meet him, so the bride had to move. the The bridegroom stood at one spot. He's like just waiting, and the bride came up to him. You know, it feels like to me, Bob, so, when I read Daniel eight and stuff like that, that there are just like numerous wars that go on and on and on, and different wars and all kinds of things that are going to be happening during that entire period of time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all out of the way, man. Yeah, I mean, it's awful. It's it's it, he's got the Antichrist himself has problems in certain areas. He's got problems in the south. Oh, here they come from the east. He's got problems there. He's got to go back. He's got he he actually goes down south and he gets and he gets beat and he goes back up. I mean, th- there's all kinds of things that happen to the Antichrist during the seven year tribulation, and it seems like he's fighting wars all all the time. Yeah, and that's why I think Putin's going to come in because I think I believe Putin's king of the north that goes oh, up okay. against the Antichrist. It's interesting. He is north of uh, Russia's north of uh, sure. Israel, of course. But and don't forget he's, what he's, he's anti. Doing. He's anti mm-hmm. New World Order guy. Yeah. So who's, he is also what happens. Yeah, he's also uh, protecting Israel at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God's mm-hmm. kind of using him to protect his own land against others, which is interesting to note. 
Well, that would be an interesting thing because you would talk about the commander of an army that gets wiped out by God that overcomes that maybe survives a serious wound and comes back and who can make war with that beast. Well, Bob, you might be onto something there, but I do have to preface by saying that um, the Antichrist has not been revealed yet. And Bob, I don't know if you got a private interpretation. I don't think you'd fess up to it if you did. Okay. <laughs> because no, the Bible not. says that we do not get a, a private interpretation. So, no. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you one thing. I'll Speculation. I liked how, how you said that in one of your, your comments yeah. on your channel, too. He's like, is this going to happen? And you're, you're like, well, oh, it's like, is, is Planet X going to, to happen this month or next month or something like that? And you're like, that that's speculation. <laughs> it's like yeah, speculation. It's, it's it's a speculation backed up with a lot of facts. Still yeah. speculation. But I'll just close with this. You know, if we go into a nuclear war, we're gone. But imagine how this Earth will be, and everybody on this Earth after all those bombs have been dropped. Mm. Okay, imagine people will be like, "Wow, we need a new Renaissance here." Sure. You, I mean, after all that. Everybody's exhausted themselves. We're ready for a renaissance. Oh, the Albert Pike method. Yeah, what a perfect time for the Antichrist to come in and say, I'm your guy. Oh, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah, the Albert Pike. Everybody's so shaken up, shooken up from all the nuclear all the nuclear war. Opportunity. They need a savior. They need a savior. We need to Mm -hmm. we need to go to a new normal, Bob. That's right. (laughs) Yep. And it looks like that's where we're heading. But we'll see what happens. He only has, like I said, two weeks. So how long ago did they start their invasion? It was like uh, six days ago, I think. Okay, so we have like another week. So it was pretty much right after our our, our broadcast last week um, that that it started up. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. After the so... two, 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 two. Oh, oh. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything though. Oh, so it could be our last broadcast. <laughs> it came and went, didn't it, Greg? I mean, came and went. It was but... on the eve of the. Uh, the invasion there. Oh, it's nice seeing everybody. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, listen, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, thank you for everyone coming on. Thank you for your input. Everyone, Bob had to leave early. Uh, he had some things to tend to. So, But we enjoyed him while he was here. Yes, always. Yeah. We always. And uh, we thank all of you. And Lord willing, we'll, we'll be back next week. We just, uh, we pray that every... One of you are blessed uh, by this broadcast, and of course, by uh, we just pray that you all just stay um, in God's word, in prayer. Uh, don't get uptight about any of this stuff. Remember, we're supposed to be the ones that people are looking to as being the ones in the light in the world. Um, let's let's shine. Let's shine during this time of darkness. Right. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. God bless. Amen.